evening. Mike, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm absolutely wonderful, mate. I've had a near-on religious experience today, you know. No way. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, mate. I've been driving around. I'm, I'm on Sesame Street. I've got the lights sorted out. Yeah. They're going to be doing it in the dark later on. Mate, Brother Brian Journey rang me up and had a bit of a chat to me for a little while and sort of backed me up and got me ready for it. Mm. Got you going. So, yeah, no, we sort of knelt down, had a prayer together, and, and uh, it was good. Yeah, it's good to see. Now, yeah. I'll tell you what, mate, it's actually refreshing to talk to you tonight. Because, well, every time we talk to you when you're driving that big rig, yeah. you're on your way to Melbourne. That's right. So, tonight, <laughs> you've actually managed to turn that rig around and head yeah, towards 48 Sydney. Years, mate. Yeah. Need 40 acres to turn this rig around. Oh, I reckon you probably might too. But yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, so. Yeah. But it's good. Um, our, our good friend Yagi might be on here a little bit after um, 8 o'clock, Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Um, we do have tonight Ken Wilson from Truck Friendly. So he's okay. going to have a little chat about. Um, some weights and and what's currently going on in the in the caravanning world and a few things like that yep. and we'll have a little bit of a talk about heading off on holidays and sharing the road and yeah blah, blah 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 so a bit of bit of, add a bit to the uh, chubby chesney story that we chubby. did on the uh, <laughs> the chubby chesney yeah oh, uh, chubby, yeah. the chubby chesney so before we go on about um, how fat are you. Yeah. Let's talk about how tall are you? And uh, uh, know your truck and height, mate. I do know my truck and height size so does matter, mate. 3.2 metres I am tonight. There you go. 3. Point, 3. Point what? 3.2 metres. Oh, that's pretty low, isn't it? It's because I've got little short stacks. Yeah, short stack. You don't have the big stacks. No, I don't have a problem. Unlike certain members of the normal hosting group of this who have to have the big stacks. I just have the ones that just come global with the top of the sleeper mm. uh, because I've got lower things to get under than grain augers. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. Probably a little so. bit more than 3.2, probably 3.25 or something, but it's certainly... I wouldn't go under Montague Street. You wouldn't? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, wouldn't do that. Wouldn't. I probably couldn't. Mm. So that's 3.2, Montague Street's 3.2. You don't go under there in a truck. So... Again, everyone, um, special message from Queensland Rail. You know, size does matter. No, you're no, trucking high. So, you know, look up, beware, know how tall you are. Yeah, well, we've got to thank, uh, message. To thank Queensland Rail for their ongoing support of our live show and, and the podcast. They've been great sponsors over the course of the year and... Uh, We've done a little bit with them as far as the safety measures go. Not only know your truck and I, but the level crossing thing as well. Um, there's a there's a little bit there's a little bit to be said about some of that sort of stuff. There's been a bit of an increase in the level crossing incidents in Queensland, so well, you know, there are a lot of yeah. I, I suppose through cane season there would be an increased activity, and yeah. I, I know myself. I've um, I've had an experience where. Coming up to a level crossing where the when they didn't have lights, they just um, had trains appear. Yes. As you came round a corner and um, yeah, did did have a, a trailer with a, a little bit of smoke coming out of the wheels and sliding a little <laughs> sideways. It uh, does make you sit up straight in the seat when that happens, do you? 
Yeah, so yeah. not ideal. It's not what we want, but that's what happens sometimes. Um, so right. anyway, most of those ones now have got warning lights on them, and um, yeah. yeah, it helps us out. So you know, it's, it's just a shame with the uh, overheight stuff. There's not always so many warning signs or whatever to to help us out, except a sign that says what the height is. But yeah. if you don't know your truck and height. You are in trouble. You're in trouble from the start. So anyway, we will have um, Ken on a bit later. Yep. Talk about some weights and things like that. So anything special you've seen out there on the highway today, mate? I, I know you've had well, experience there with um, oh, a little bit of load, load restraint on another vehicle. Yeah, a little bit of load restraint on another vehicle. I was heading north uh, out, of, uh, out of Melbourne town and this fellow in this ute went, past me and he's got PVC pipe tied down on top of some other building material on his trailer and he's got a few straps across him and it's fairly well restrained, only one problem with it, the, the trailer's tilting forward a little bit and poly pipe can be a little bit slippery, that PVC pipe, so it can be a little bit slippery and of course it's slipped forward and it's pushing right up against the tailgate of his, of his ute. And he had a UHF aerial, I thought I'd try and give him a call but he obviously didn't have it turned on. Mm. And then someone from the Victorian Highway Patrol said, are you trying to get hold of that bloke with the ute, mate? And I said, yeah, I am, I am. Uh, got a, What's wrong with it? And I said, well, he's, if he, when he turns, he's going to have a problem. His pipe sort of slipped forward and everything like this. So the Highway Patrol fella came out from back behind me a little bit and went past and went over and pulled him up. And I don't think it resulted in a blister or anything like that, but... Uh, interesting to see that the uh, highway patrol are happy to talk to you and help you out and uh, talk to you on the radio when it's necessary of course and and uh, do something positive so he didn't get out of the book with his note out of the truck with his note uh, out of the truck didn't get out of the car with his notebook in his hand yep but um would have been unpleasant for the guy turning his ute if he'd have Turned it so. Oh well, anyway. it's, um, it's good to see if he didn't if he didn't cop a blister because he's obviously had some load restraint on it, but may yeah. not have been um, quite enough. We all know that pipes all together like that, you may need to have um, a little more between in the, in a bundle. So yeah. if they've come out and um, maybe given him a few tips on on how to uh, improve, is a good thing instead of um, a big fat bind. Yeah, well, that's right. It'd be nice if we had a little bit of that sort of action happening in the heavy vehicle space. Mm, but yeah. uh, we are supposed to be the professionals after all, I suppose. Well, we claim to be. So if you, claim to be. if you want to be a professional, the best thing to do is be professional. It's as simple yeah, as that, right. isn't it? Uh, but, yeah, so that happened today. I've seen a few exotic cars today as well. It seems as though... Uh, people running around. I've, I've seen a uh, McLaren today and I've seen a Lotus today. Now, I don't know what's going on with those. Oh, they're probably all going away for Christmas, mate. Maybe they are. I'll be trucking for Christmas. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. So, we've also seen a rather large amount of rainfall in northern yep. Queensland. We have indeed. So, at the moment, there's still quite a few road diversions in place. Yep. 
probably still a place to avoid if you don't have any point in being there. But obviously, our industry, we need to be there if we've got stuff to take to them. So, but there are some diversions in place, and QTA have published quite a few things like that. The NHVR's site does have um, a, fair, a fair bit of information as well, as, as does um, the TMR on the TMR Globe or whatever they, they run up there. So, there is a bit of information about. Um, so if you are travelling that way, probably best to get on there and have a bit of a look before you head off wildly into the unknown at the moment. And, you know, thoughts with all those people up there, there's, it's been a bit unprecedented from what they thought was going to happen. Um, I know they're out there blaming the weather bureau right now for not forecasting it well enough, but, you know... Don't, I don't know if they can be held responsible for that. So, uh, well, it is, it is Queensland. It is cyclone season. It does happen. That's right. So, yeah. Anyway, yep, 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 that's yep. one thing to look out for. And yeah. Anyway, good luck to everybody up there. It's um, yeah, nothing. Obviously, nothing good in these flood zones. It's not good at all. It's obviously dark southbound on the Aubrey Bypass at the moment. Yeah. Coming down southbound with his buddy lights on high beam and driver lights and everything on. Mm, that's always helpful for the oncoming traffic. And even in the daylight, they're fairly bright. Yeah. So, we've also had an HVR this week. I think today actually released a new mapping thing, and that's probably something oh, to get on yeah. and have a look at to, you know, a bit more integrated with showing um, the routes on where you can and can't be. I saw that uh, saw that pop up in my email while I was I finished loading, but I just haven't had a chance to look at it, mate. I've got to keep keep going, you know. So. Yeah, no, there's been a few webinars on it, but it does help integrate those like the different states and um, you know different uh, combinations and things like that. So yeah, um, just while we're on NHBR webinars and and things like that. Got a little bit of feedback from Bob, something to talk about on uh, Monday or actually Tuesday. Your show had came out. Hmm. Best that I've had two phone calls about it. Um, yes, Bob did refer to the fact that Paul Salvati hasn't been anywhere near any of the sites in Queensland. And yes, Bob does know that the NHBR doesn't cover Queensland just yet. Hmm. I think he was having a little bit of a sarcastic go at the NHBR for their uh, I suppose their blitz and things like that so please uh, if you're going to have a listen to what Bob had to say by all means have a listen but be aware that Bob did know that that was the case and uh, I listened to it when I uh, was had the phone calls and, and um, yeah, I think Bob's just having a bit of a go at him so he didn't miss anybody on the something to talk about this week he, he nailed just about everyone so well, that's all right. Everyone's entitled to have a say. Um, <laughs> no, we are no all aware well, that Bob. NHVR does not operate in Queensland at this stage. Yes. So. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, I did, mention, I did mention Paul. Paul. Uh, Paul has been to a number of the sites that the NHVR is responsible for, and they've been talking about a number of things. And of course, um, Bob basically spent another half a pace past that but anyway that's the way of it um we're not worried about it 
but uh, it's just Bob Bird, Bob, and that's why I love him. At least he says what he really thinks. Well, so. that's right. Um, but, the, you know, as long as you, you think the right thing, that's okay then, eh? <laughs> Are you going to say that Bob doesn't think the right thing? Didn't say that. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what it sounded like, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't annoy him if I was you. He might just jump on a plane and come down and visit you. He's not, hey, I wouldn't put it past him. That's all right. We all need more tourism around here, but <laughs> we probably should be all going up to see Bob to um, help them guys up in that area. So. Yeah, well, I did ring him up and see how he was going up there and they're fine at Cardwell. Um, the road, when I spoke to him, the road was cut north and south of Cardwell. Mm. But uh, he said the trucks had made the deliveries, the trucks had got through. Yep. And uh, everything was cool in North Queensland, and at the moment, but that's uh, that's what happens. The trucks always seem to get through. Well, you know, they can go through a little bit of deeper water than what the um, the little automobiles can. So that's good, and and people should be thankful of of um, experience and ties or deliver it to areas that are flood affected and. You know, they've they've, um, banned every single truck on the road apart from the milk truck. And there's another truck too that they don't ever stop going through. Where? The beer truck. The beer truck, that's right. Yeah, so we've got to get the beer truck through. And if the milk truck can't get through there, throw the milk on the beer truck. That's right. And everything's guaranteed. Everything's guaranteed. I spent three days at Brandon once, one wet season. Mm. That was uh, that was an interesting experience. Three days in the Brandon pub. Um, probably really could have got away with two days. <laughs> but, <laughs> but just had to stay the extra night to help out. I, I well, we had to stay the we had to stay the extra night to help out and make sure that our blood level was in fact double A when we took off. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. No, well, it's 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 good. I think I think most of the rain stopped up there, but I did see some. Um, some roads that have been washed away in quite a catastrophic way and um, it will will be a lot of time before that gets fixed so well Gary Marn was saying that we really should be treating what's going on up there now in the same vein that they've treated the Fitzroy River thing um, in Western Australia Mm. but we we have a a situation around the country where we have roads that that become impassable due to weather circumstances and now some of this infrastructure has been badly damaged because of that that weather damage. Yeah. And there are no other sensible routes for the trucks to go. I mean, these the repairs to some of these bit of road need to be treated as a priority, and I hope that it does get treated that way. Mm. And uh, the funding is is directed towards that to make sure that it happens. And you've only got to look at, at the way some of this repair, the repair work gets done we're very very good at standing around for a couple of weeks admiring the problem and deciding what we're going to do mm. just get the diggers there dig it up throw the stuff in and fill it up and fix it up that's what's got to happen not well, rocket science we know how to make roads well it's fairly important infrastructure you know that, yeah. that um you know the goods have to get through it's all right to say well, we've got all weather road here but if yeah. um if it's not 
not good enough for, for trucks to get through. And we have to remember too that the, the, the our combinations have changed, so we, we've got yeah. bigger trucks now, and that's how we, we've been set up to do everything. So they need, do need to be able to travel. Like we've we've seen instances where the new highways been shut for like weeks, yeah. even months. That's right. At one that's point, right. um, because of the damage done, you know, by, by flooding. So that I mean that's a major arterial route that should have been on the radar of being fixed a long time ago, not not yeah. just not ten years ago. So well, it's not as if we don't pay enough fuel excise and road other road infrastructure taxes. Mm. Now they they seem to take all that money that we we send spend on fuel etc excises that are supposed to go into road maintenance mm. somehow or another seems to go into consolidated revenue <laughs> and then get then get pissed up the wall by bloody politicians giving it to people overseas. Yeah. You know, I mean, why can we not fix our own stuff first? What is wrong with looking after our interests first? Mm. You know, I, it does my head in. Well, it's it does my head in. A lot of damage done to some of those North Queensland roads, which I'd assume with the amount of rainfall... Yeah. No one could foresee, and I mean, it happened in the, in our local area here, where you know we've built built a highway, um, yeah. which was basically built to be flood proof, uh, not accounting for the fact that you know we had flood levels that were two metres above the highest level that was ever ever recorded before. Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm a little bit sick of this old oh, it's a unprecedented one in one hundred year event. Uh, Bullshit. So now, bullshit. so now we get a flood that's never been seen before. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit hard to call it a one in one hundred or a one in two hundred because yeah. we don't even know. Yeah. You know what is it? A one in a one in twenty billion or one in what? Because uh, God knows. You know the planet's been around for a while. But yeah. anyway, the, there's obviously these things that always there's shifting goalposts and yeah. we must adjust for that. But you know, sometimes in all of this too, it uh, wouldn't hurt that some of our hubs in far north Queensland or Sydney or Newcastle area were actually more self-sufficient than one day or two well, that, days that, without Well, that's, without that's the other trucks. issue, isn't it? Yeah, so, you know, we, we rely so much now on just-in-time freight yeah. that we don't actually have supplies. You know, when I was a kid, I worked at Woolies and they had warehouses out the back that, you know, they used to stock the shelves from. Uh, yep. Now they come in on pallets every night or every day. Yes. And that's yes. what goes on the shelf. So if, the, if there's a hiccup in that town or whatever, truck breaks down, whatever, the, the town can quite easily run out of a lot of products because it doesn't sit out the back. That's um, right. But that, that's the world and how we've moved. So maybe we should be making a few adjustments to change the way that happens. Well, we keep listening to 20-year-old kids with clipboards and degrees, mate. That's what happens. Yeah, well, they've never had to experience it, I suppose. And you, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Well, yeah, but you, you have to be smart enough to know that you don't know, and then brave enough to admit it. That's right. And some of these people, some of these people just don't, yeah. and uh, you know they rely on YouTube. they rely on their well, they rely on YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they rely on. What I know is. But sometimes they won't be told, and sometimes things are as plain as the nose on your face. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had this argument with a parts interpreter at a, in a truck accessory shop, right? Um, I told him what I wanted. 
computer says no, mate. I said, mate, it's on the shelf right there. Turn around, look. Mm-hmm. It's right there. Oh no, the computer says we haven't got it. But you're an idiot. Turn around. Mm. You know, they problem. won't be told. Yeah. They won't be told. Yeah. No, right. we have a lot of things now where, you know, we had businesses that ran a long time past one o'clock in the afternoon. It um, seems to be a common occurrence now. I think I've had this discussion a few times today about, um, you know, loading, unloading points that for some reason, if you're not there by one o'clock, yeah, um, you know, in the afternoon, that's it. That's it. You're not going to unload you. Yeah. Uh, beyond me, I can't work it out. I don't know how these people survive. It's their, their business is to sell goods, and part of selling goods is you need to receive them first. That's right. So, you know, they're just closed. These windows seem to be getting tighter and tighter, like a six-hour window to deliver goods. It's uh, Yeah. I don't know, is that our new work day? Or is this our four-day working week? Um, where, where are we at? I don't know. Well, we don't seem as though we have that uh, that luxury. Mm. Uh, you know, Still a 24-7 uh, environment for you? Well, it is for us, yeah. Um, you know, I, have, uh, I have time slots to load. Yeah. But they're not unreasonable, the time slots. It's not like four o'clock in the morning. I don't know how the buddy fruit and veg fellas and... Mm. And that of Woolies and Coles and Markets and things, I couldn't do that. I'd go mental and mm. I really it's, would. It, it's one thing that gets me, and we, we spoke about this the other day. So you, you go to a place to load yeah. and they open at 7. Yes. And your time slot's at 7. Yes. Yet they can't load you till 9. That's right. Got to do the local trucks first, mate. Well, sometimes there's not even any other trucks there. But. Yeah, I've got to do the local trucks first. That always used to annoy me. Yeah, but if your time slot's at seven, that's your time slot. Yeah. So it always works well on that 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 sense. But it always amazes me on the other hand, when you go there to unload, or oh, you're not even yeah. at one o'clock, we're not going to unload you. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Time slots, time slots at seven, mate. That will be in Melbourne in the morning, won't it, mate? They, they do want that there tomorrow. You'll be there in the morning. Is that, that 7am or morning? Well, it must be, but you get there and then you say, oh, yeah, mate, we're waiting for that. Park over there, we'll get to you later. Mm. And, you know, they, they waste our time. Mm. I, there's so much time that gets wasted in this game through ignorant, arrogant security people yeah. and other people that just generally don't give a toss... And, and they're wasting the time of guys that aren't being paid to sit there. And that's one of the reasons why I'm absolutely up in arms about K-rates. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got no control over what happens. And, and when these things do happen, you know, they say, you know, we're not going to unload you after one and you've got there at five past one mm. because you've been stuck in the traffic. Um, yeah, mate, you'll just have to park and find somewhere to park. Don't park here. You can't park here. Mm. Um, go and find yourself somewhere to park. Come back tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know? No, uh, very frustrating, isn't it? It's got to stop. We have got to stop doing it. There's got to be some sort of a, I don't know, common sense has got to break out at some stage. And there are, there are places that are notorious for it. Notorious for it. And I've seen uh, some signs and things commented on a, so- a sign that was on Twitter the other day. It was, admittedly, it was a sign from Western. Uh, from uh, the USA, mm. but they've got a sign on there that says unloading can take up to 12 hours. 
and, and the person that posted that is someone that I communicate with on on Twitter fairly regularly, mm. uh, a lady truck driver from the States. And, and I said, well, that's a place I'd say I would never go to. And she said that they don't find out where they're actually going, the company that she's working for, don't find out where they're actually going until after they've agreed to the load. Right? Wow. So, do you want to go from Los Angeles to San Francisco? Yes. And then they tell them what they're doing. Mm. And, and she said, you've really got to have a memory like a Rolodex for some of the places where you go because you know that you're basically just going to get screwed. Mm. You know, the other thing that happens to them over there that doesn't happen to us is they've got to pay lumpers to unload their trucks. Yeah. So the guys the guys that unload the trucks, the comp- trucking companies have to pay mm. to unload the trucks. I couldn't believe that. I didn't know that was right. It's like, it's like having to put your own groceries through the checkout, isn't it? It is a bit, isn't it? Anyway, have you been invited to the have you been invited to the Woolies Christmas party for the self checkout stuff? No, but I might want to get in touch with him tomorrow and just find out about that. So I think my <laughs> invitation's gone astray here. I reckon mine's gone lost in the mail as well. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to have to move on here a bit because I've heard you right, eh? enough. Um, oh, I'm not winking. Wednesday night, mate. Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. So we're going to get Ken on here shortly, but we're going to go to a song. You've, you've, um, you pick one for tonight. You, you, you pick two. I did I pick said two songs. to you, you can't have two songs from the same artist in a row. That's and not you, a rule. And you, not a rule. It's my bloody rule, and you'll stick to it. So you've had a bit of a cry. I did. And I said, well, just pick one. So I don't even know if you told me which one you picked. I did. Well, you do it. Right. You introduce it. And I'll play it. For the, and we'll get Ken on the, on the phone, eh? For, for, the light, for the lights on the hill show... We were lucky enough to have the road hammers in Australia for that. Our good mate Paul Biagini was part of organising all that. They're a great band. I love them. I picked, I'm a road hammer and overdrive for tonight, and I can only have one. So I think we're going to do overdrive. Is that the one that you've got queued up? That's Well, if that's what you want, mate. That's what I want. Well, I want two road hammer songs. That's what I want. Oh, right, eh? Which I'll I'll give you what you want first. Then how about that? Overdrive, thanks, buddy. We'll we'll play Overdrive from the Road Hammers. We'll go off air and I'll listen to you. We'll be right back.
We're back. We're back. How'd you like that? Overdrive. Oh, that was good. Yeah, but I've listened to it before. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, I didn't listen to it then, actually, because I had to duck out. Most, the only time terrible. I feel alive is when I slip it into overdrive. That's right. Send her off a hill, eh? Well, you've got to be careful doing that these days. Can't do that. Anyway. Just, went past a, just went past a double one in the middle of a margin, or if anyone's listening mm. down that way, down this way. Anyway, yeah. we've come back. Enough about you, Mike. Enough about me. Yeah, no. so we've, um, tonight we've got Ken Wilson on from Truck Friendly. How are you, Ken? I'm terrific, thanks, Craig. Hi, Mike. Hey, mate, how are you? Good? Bloody good. Yeah. Uh, excellent. So, so Mike's out there in the big rig trying to keep the country going. Yeah. We're up here in Queensland, yeah. Yeah. I'm up here, in, up here in Bundy waiting for all that water to come down from Cairns, Sophia. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. right. Eh? Does that flow yeah. down the river system into you guys? No, no river system, mate. We're just below it, so, you oh. know, hypothetically. You just want the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we need, a, we need a little bit of, bit of rain here. It's just been so uh, putridly hot. Um, yeah, just need a bit of rain just to take the, take the edge off the, uh, the heat and the humidity. Yeah, we've been suffering a bit that lately. Even here on the northern rivers, it's um, the the days have been quite warm. Yeah, uh, we're supposed to get some showers between now and Christmas, so hopefully. Well, there's a few showers good Christmas things. coming across here at the moment, causing a little bit of havoc for some loading and unloading. Um, yeah. But um, anyway, we're, we're sort of dodging a fair bit of it, and yeah. But um, tonight, Ken, we've, we sort of wanted to catch up and have a bit of a chat about, um, firstly, everyone's heading off on holidays, so what are we going to do to share the roads together, mate? Mate, there's just so many people on the roads at the moment, there's, you know, you guys that are, that are trying to earn a living and get things delivered so that we can 
put them under, under our Christmas tree. And then there's um, the holiday makers who are trying to get to a, a destination or get to their rallies and, and that type of thing. So there's a lot of lot of people on the road. Mate, it's, it's just a matter of, of cooperating and, and talking to each other and having some patience, you know. Um, it, it's, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we're all out on the road every day. There's, you know, whether you're a caravan or a car driver... Us, us truck drivers out there we're, we're up a little bit higher so we, we do see probably a bit more craziness um, yep. so we, we, we live in this world now where I believe everyone's such a selfish driver they only worried about themselves yep. not worried about what goes on around around them so we all are advocating for this education stuff to um, to make that better so your your website or what you do at um, so you do truckfriendly.com.au is it, am I is that right that's it yeah truckfriendly.com.au is the website and then there's the Facebook page which has just gone absolutely berserk uh, truck friendly um, it, it, it's gone absolutely crazy mate um, yeah. we, we started um, uh, in June 2019 um, and um, we've got well over 25,000 followers now and, and the, the interactions from the Facebook page is phenomenal you know the number of, of um, nice positive comments uh, likes and, and shares you know I don't see sort of see a lot of the um, comments because they're shared to sort of private sites and that sort of stuff but mate um, the, the, the feedback we get is, is, is extremely phenomenal Mm. Uh, it just blows me away. Yeah, well, it's a great thing in what you're doing, and like I say I've, I've um, driven trucks for a bit, and I've also towed a caravan. Um, mm. Not as much as towing, like driving trucks, but when uh, when we did tow a caravan, so we tried to do everything in our power to behave in the best manner we could. I I did have a speed limit I like to stick to for fuel efficiency, but when we were in other vehicles or I tried to hold the correct speed so that I wasn't holding a truck up or whatever and I did communicate with them to say hey I understand you're there and I'll get you around as soon as possible um, so these are parts of what Truck Friendly tries to promote we, we try and get rid of the us and them mentality yep. that exists on the road. So there's, there's truck drivers who hate caravanners, caravanners who hate uh, and complain about the truck drivers. Um, we all complain about car drivers and, and motorcyclists and, and, and whatever. But we, we, we're, we're making a huge mistake in actually categorising them by the vehicle that they drive. And if you can just sort of bear with me, I'll just read a post I put, I wrote and put on the Facebook page this morning. And it's got, humans drive trucks, humans drive cars, humans ride motorbikes, humans tow caravans, horse floats and drive motorhomes. It is the humans driving or the riding of the vehicle that defines if they are the human driving, the humans driving or riding a vehicle that defines if they are good, helpful, caring or courteous, not the vehicle itself. All humans make mistakes, you, me and everybody else. There are all sorts of humans. If a human, uh, there are humans that open the door for another person to enter a building and those that just barge on through. There are humans that help people up uh, if they fall. Uh, and other humans that just shake their head, say stupid bugger and walk on. There are humans that help 
uh, other drivers on the roads who will let a stranded driver into a line of traffic or assist faster drivers to pass uh, when safe, um, if being held up. We all, we all want to get to our destination on time and safety. Only you can decide what type of human and driver you are and what your behaviour shows to other people about the character, about your character and your attitude to others. We've all had bad experiences, but don't let that affect your driving all day. Mm. And basically, we all feel better when we help somebody, you know. Um, and so we, we've got this us and them mentality, and I'm, I'm saying it, it, it just shouldn't exist. Um, you've got good truck drivers, you've got bad truck drivers, you've got good caravaners, bad caravaners, good car drivers and bad car drivers. You know, we're all humans. Um, fortunately, in my experience, the majority of, of all those classes of, of drivers are, are bloody good, you know. Yeah. I've had some great experiences with truck drivers. I've had a couple of shockers, you know. Um, yeah. But I've had a lot of um, bad experiences with other caravanners and some great experiences, you know. Um, so it's it's a matter of communicating with the, the, the other driver and, um, and helping them. Because at the end of the day, if you help them to overtake you or get to their destination on, on time, you feel good about it. I know when, when I help a, a truckie get around me or something like that, you know, I get a nice, yeah, thanks for that, mate, you know, stay safe. Um, and I, I feel good for the next few kilometres down the road, and I'm sure he does as well. Yeah. And with, with suicide being a, a, a huge concern for long-distance truck drivers, and that, mate, any, anything that you can do to put a smile on their face and get rid of that negative thought cycle for the next few few kilometres has got to be a good thing, hasn't it? Well, it does, and it's it's an important message about about learning to share the road together. Um, everyone's out there either doing their job, they're on their holiday or whatever, but, you know, we, we've got to play safe, and that's the thing. There's no one in any essence is, has a more important thing that they're doing out there. It's just we need to cooperate and, and work together to make the whole road a safer place, and that goes into some car drivers as well. So, you know, but it is an educational thing. If, if people don't know... That this is a part of thing, a part of a thing about how we play together better. Then they, they don't know, so we need to help educate that. Um, but we all we all do have jobs to do or places to be, so let's let's work together. So one of the other things we wanted to talk about tonight, Ken, which affects the trucking industry quite severely, is weights, and we've seen of late a few, um, particularly TMR I think it is, or Queensland Police um, doing a lot of educational things on caravan weights and trying to like, drive home that point of how important it is um, so I'm just, I'm going to give you a bit of freedom here to talk about that uh, Thank you for that um, just on the, the interacting before I change that subject, um, if you, people go onto our website and have a look at the um, Get a Sticker program, it explains a bit about more about letting other drivers know what sort of driver you are uh, with the let, uh, I'm Truck Friendly sticker on the back of your caravan or motorhome. Now, regarding the weights, Queensland Police um, have been very proactive in the last couple of years in doing random roadside um, checks of, uh, of caravan weights, etc. 
Now, the, the interesting thing that they have found, and it also is reflected in other jurisdictions as well, in other states where they've done some, uh, some random weight checks, is that what they have found is a staggering 90% of the caravan rigs weighed were overweight in some respect. Now, I say caravan rig, it may have been the tow vehicle, the caravan. Um, one of the major things that they found is that it was a rear axle loading on the caravan. The rear axle? On the, the, on, the tow, on, the, on the tow vehicle, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, caravans are towed with an overhung hitch. So you've got this hitch sticking out the, the rear of the caravan, which is... Um, you know, one and a half metres from the rear axle. You push down on that, but you get the leverage effect of weight off the front wheel. Well, that weight goes somewhere, and it goes onto the rear axle, which is the pivot point. So 300 kilos on the rear axle can easily be 450 kilos on the rear axle. Yeah. Um, so you've got this, um, this, this transfer of weight. Um, now, a lot of vehicles then have to do all sorts of weird and wonderful things to try and counteract that, but the... The, the car's got a certain weight limit uh, set by the manufacturer. Uh, the other components of the car have got certain weight limits set by the manufacturer. And the car, uh, the caravan itself has um, weight limits set by the manufacturer. And legally, you must abide by those weight limits. So we have a lot of people who they rely on the tear weight of the caravan. And um, you, you get a, a, a caravan and it might have this rating that um, you're unloaded, it weighs this amount. Well, that may or may not have been when it was manufactured. Then comes, it goes to the dealer and then the, um, the salesperson's a really good salesperson at the dealer and they say, oh, you want some extra solar on there? Do you want an extra water tank? Do you want a grey water tank? Do you want a storage box? Uh, oh, you want an annex out the side? Um, and all these other bells and whistles on it. Um, suddenly, um, when they drive it out of the lot, it's certainly not anywhere near the, 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 the tear weight. Mm. Um, so their load capacity has been eaten into. And they still want to add their air fryers and carton of wine and beer and all the other things that you, you put in a caravan to, to enjoy yourself. Four push bikes on the rack on the back of it. That's it. Yep. The next thing you know, you're way over way over limit and they say oh but hang on I, I, I was told that this had 600 kilos load carrying capacity mm. well yes it does and it's the same for the cars you know you get the, the, the curb weight of the car or the tear weight of the car um, the, the Toyota Land Cruiser 200 series for example is 610 kilos load carrying capacity but then you go and shove a decent bull barn on the front of it a set of drawers in the back a roof rack on um, and, and a bit of camping gear and that in the back. Um, there's not much room then after you put mum and dad in the front seat, or even 2.4 kids, mm. for a uh, 300 kilo um, tow ball weight caravan. Well, you when, know? when we travelled with four kids in the car, um, towing a caravan, the, the four kids plus us put that vehicle on its weight. Yep. So there was no room, you know. It was nearly like you're going to have to leave your uh, leave your tablets in the in the caravan because there's no room for them in the car. So yep. we, we travelled in, in a vehicle that was smack on its way, and we yep. checked it not only before we left but constantly while we we're away. So we knew that what we could and couldn't do, uh, couldn't travel with full tanks of water because that's that was uh, at our our limit. Um, so we do, we do see a lot of things going up the road. We see caravans wobbling 
ferociously all over the road, mm. knowing full well that there's some kind of imbalance there. Um, so, so can we? There, there is a there is a few waverages out there. Yep. Um, and I'll let you talk about that for a moment. Since since we started Truck Friendly, you know, we've been saying go and get your rig weighed, go and get your rig weighed, and I used to get so many calls and messages from people saying, well, you know, where can I get my rig weighed? Um, since we've actually started, there there has been a, a huge growth in the number of mobile scales companies uh, throughout Australia. You know, now, some are, are professionals um, who do it, um, you know, full, full time and other ones sort of just do it to try and pick up a bit of fuel money on their trip around Australia. Mm. Um, uh, there's some good ones and there's some that sort of, you know, show that they're weighing a, a caravan on, on Sandy Beach or um, that sort of stuff, which is... It's not going to give an accurate reading, you know, let, let's face it. Um, but most of them are, are really good and they'll give, um, you know, advice to you on um, uh, on where to load and, and that type of thing. And, and quite a few of them, um, you know, they'll put a jerry can of water on the back just to show you how much difference it makes. And and one thing that, that um, I've um, asked a few to do, and, and quite a few of them are doing it now, is just while you weigh the tow ball weight, open and close the door on the caravan now the door is attached to the caravan but by swinging that door to the rear or to the front depending on which way it opens on on every caravan that i weighed there's about two kilos difference and we're talking about a, a 19 19 and a half foot 20 foot caravans um the total weight changes by two kilos just by that door being opened and closed. Mm. So it shows you how sensitive weights are on a caravan. Yeah. So if you've got some gear, you know, under the bed that should be sort of, you know, stored somewhere else while you're traveling or, um, you know, that um, a big toolbox on the back, now you're going to make a, a big difference to, um, to, to the, um, so, so you the stability of the caravan. So you go and buy three cartons of beer and four cartons of um, bottled water and throw yep. them under the under the lounge at the front of the, the caravan. You, you could be actually adding, you know, 200 kilos to your table weight. Oh, easy. There was there was a couple of caravans over in Western Australia and they were sold by the same dealer and they were almost identical vans but they were sold a month or two apart. Um, and um, the salesman did a great job. Uh, he said, oh, do, do you want a um, pull-out kitchen in your, your front tunnel boot of the caravan? And they said, yeah, yeah, righto. So he signed them up for that. Oh, you've now got no storage space, so how about you put a, a storage box on the uh, on the A-frame? Oh, yeah, righto. Yeah, sign me up for that. Uh, by the time they'd finished, those caravans were 450 kilos on the tow ball. So they were illegal to drive on the road. Yeah. So... There's a huge lack of knowledge, understanding um, by a lot of the salespeople. Now, I've been sort of trying to educate the, the the buyers so that they can sort fact from fiction, because there's a lot of garbage being sold, um, being being told by some of these salespeople. So I, I believe that they should have to do some kind of training course. So even a basic understanding of weights would be great. Mm. I, I had one car salesperson tell me that the Ford Ranger I was looking at, the curb weight included driver and passengers. Mm -hmm. yeah, no. you know, well, it doesn't, you know. Um, so people are taking this information from people who, they, they 
expect to be knowledgeable in the industry, mm. but it's absolute BS, you know. Yeah. Um, so by me trying to educate the the consumer, um, they're starting to learn fact from fiction a bit. Yeah. And then I had one lady contact me, and she went to the Canberra Caravan Expo, uh, and um, she was there, and she asked one of the caravan salespeople about the weights. And I'll see if I can quote the answer that she got. The answer from the salesperson was, oh, caravan weights are far too complicated. You wouldn't possibly understand them. Right. Mm. Now, this is the sort of complacency and stupidity that we're getting within the industry. So the whole industry needs a bloody good shake-up and clean-up and education to the people who should know better. Mm. Um, you know, whether the companies are just employing somebody off the, the street to, to sell the vans and, and cars or what, I don't know. But they, they need some kind of an education thing before they can get a salesperson's licence. Well, I think, you know, something that um, a lot of caravan sales places could do is that when you come and hook on your caravan to, to tow it out of the, the 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 yard is that they actually have scales there so you can have a look yep. at it and say wow you're overloaded now yeah, every new caravan should come with a, a, a current weight certificate yeah. on the day from the day of delivery. Yep. Yeah. So at least that then gives the the buyer the opportunity to say, "Wow, this I, I'm, all I can put in here is my two cartons of beer, and I'm yep. actually well, going to be overweight." Um, at least they have the knowledge, and then they can say, "This is how it should work." They could show them what tow ball weights mean, and 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 even to have a bit more education on, you know, the GVM, GCM, you know, where you can be, what what your weight distribution does, does it do anything at all for that particular vehicle or yep. not? Well, in, an ideal world, in an ideal world, wouldn't it be the case where? You could, I mean, I can only look at my experience. I went and bought a cell caravan from in Melbourne several years ago. We had, I, I used to own a big peninsula, which I've since sold. That's a, that was a, a, an eight-metre-long caravan. It had all the works and jerks in it, slide-outs and toilet and shower and everything like that. And um, it's a hell of a lot of caravan, very light American-built caravan, and I uh, was towing that around. Um, but it was too much caravan for my car, even though my car was rated enough to tow it. Um, it was a scary thing to tow. It really was, even for me. And I've, I've driven the biggest truck in the country, you know, yeah. and that was a there's, scary there's a thing to of, tow. Well, there's a lot of false information out there, too, misleading information, I'll say. Yeah. People say, OK, well, let's go and... Um, your, your Land Cruiser won't tow that. Oh, you need a, you know, 1,500 American rig, you know. Uh, yeah. to, to tow it. But the, the rear axle loading on those is, is pathetic. Yeah. Um, as far as towing, with an, towing a caravan with the overhung hits, the, the rear axle loading lets a lot of them down. You know, yeah. you really need to start getting up to your 250s and, and, and those sort of things uh, well, to be able to tow anything decent. Well, this is the thing. I mean, the, if we, we're not looking at the motivations. The sales guy at the caravan shop wants to sell the caravan dealer, wants to sell the, the best, most expensive you know, caravan that he can possibly sell. He wants to sell the biggest and whatever it is he can he can do. And of course, when you're buying, if you've got, you know, in the situation where you're buying and you want a certain level of, I don't know, luxury or a certain level of appointments within the van, 
Yeah. One of the last things going through your mind is how much it weighs. That's right. Uh, and, you know, the quickest conversion you'll get is, oh, yeah, this caravan weighs 2.65 tonnes and my car can tow 3.5 tonnes. We've got plenty. But the reality is you don't. Mm. And, you know, and this is the problem. Uh, and, of course, there's a lot of people. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And we've got, we've got people that are specking these caravans up to be off the grid, which means they want to cart 250 litres of water with them. They want to have a grey water tank. They want to have a black water tank because we've got to have a toilet. Yep. You know, and, and they're not realising that all this stuff, as well as their all the cutlery and the crockery and, and the linen and the clothes and the toys and everything else you throw into it, all adds on to the pie. And by the time you get to it, as you say, your uh, your um, your weights are being tested. Of course, we we go and throw on the uh, the uh, sway system and you know the the Dexter and all that sort of thing to try and fix that up. And uh, you know, I did put a satellite dish on the roof because I can't line a satellite dish up to save myself, so I have an automatic one. And you know, you spend all the money on the thing, but it was a beautiful van, beautiful van to, to when it was. They parked and still and just like a bad home. But yeah. um, well, painful thing to tow. I've got a, got a uh, 21 uh, Ford Ranger U. Now, um, I towed my caravan. Now, I wouldn't tow anything heavier than, than 2,800 kilos. Yeah. Uh, it's got 3.5 tonne towing capacity. But the GCM yeah. lets it down. The GCM is only 6,000 kilos. Mm-hmm. So you take. You take, it, it's got a, uh, a GVM of 3,200 kilos. Yeah. You take that off 6,000, it only gives you 2,800. Yep. So, you know, if you're going to carry a, a decent load in the back, and that's why you buy a Ute 4, you know, to carry right. a bit of gear in the back of it. Um, you know, you're really, really limited. So there's a, there's a lot of dual cab Utes going around with boats on the back towing three and a half tonne vans because of the, you know, the, the piece of paper says it's got three and a half tonne towing capacity. Well, yeah. there's more than towing capacity to it. Yeah. Anyway. And of course, when they get pulled up by the Queensland Highway Patrol and yeah. run over the scales, they go, oh, Jesus, mate, you're uh, 600 kilos overweight and that's going to cost yeah. you, I'm afraid, $1,600 with three points. Well, they need, they need to, whenever you, you get a, um, a, a new van, I, I think the dealers should show them a towing course, you know, as part of throw that in with the deal instead of instead of giving yeah. them, a, you know, a, a night's accommodation here or whatever, but uh, a towing course, etc. Now, if they, if as soon as you get your new van, if you take it to one of the, the uh, mobile scales guys, um, uh, guys or gals, there's a few girls doing it, um, and... and Take it out, put it on their scales, etc., and they'll help explain to you where the weight is. And by weighing each wheel, you get a very good idea on where things are. Mm. So that's a that's a, a very very good exercise. You'll get that support. Now, once you've done that the first time, or even you know 18 months later, and every now and again, um, you can go to some of the way bridges. Now, go way. Uh, you'll be familiar with their way bridges. I've got about about 20 odd way bridges throughout Australia and there's a lot more yeah. going in I think 22 now, they're basically at BP service stations yeah, main, yeah mainly BP service stations on major roads so there's no excuse not to just pull off you know grab yourself a cup of coffee and, and run the rig over the way bridge while you're there now these these way bridges um, what they've done uh, they've 
the, the website is going to get upgraded um, very shortly, uh, probably in mid-January or something like that before that's all upgraded uh, to, to say all about the new features. But to, to give you a bit of a, an insight, what they've done, they've changed all their computer, upgraded all their computer technology on the way bridges. So it'll now print out, I think it's about a three-page A4 report on your caravan. It includes photographs of the caravan, etc., on there and the different pads and stuff. So it's a two-part way. You weigh your van connected to the car and unconnected to the car. And this report will will tell you the, the percentage of weight um, in your that's on the caravan and the car. So is your car heavier than your caravan by how much percentage? It'll tell you the total weight you've got um, for your caravan. So we, we aim at, you know, 10, um, 8 to 10%, something like that, to try and prevent caravan sway. Um, it'll tell you all those sort of figures. So you can get a, get a quite a good end, and it's only 48 bucks. So, you know, you can you can do that. You're, you're going to be spending just, a, you know, more than that probably on your lunch. Um, so while you're there at the BP service stations, just pop in, pop it over the, the way bridge. Now, if you've got any questions, the advantage, the advantage of the go-way ones is there's a phone there, pick up the phone, and you've got the online support. So while you've got your rig on the way bridge, they may, you might have a question. Give them a ring, and there'll be somebody there to answer the phone um, the, the whole time. And there's, there's a video coming out shortly as well, which I'll post on my page, on, on how to do it. It's, it's just so simple. Um, so, you know, go, go to your mobile scales, guys, to get all the, all the information and what you should and shouldn't do. But when you load it up for your trip, you know, you, you, you pick up extra stuff on your trip, you use a bit of water and so on and so forth. Just run it over the way bridges that um, go out to the, the BP service stations, you know. Yeah. Um, so simple. And I think it's, we, it's important that, that people go and use those facilities or the there's, there's plenty now, Ken, that actually do it while you're in, on route, like in, in caravan parks and whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's important to, to know that. I think that it's probably more important to know when you pick your caravan up exactly how how heavy you are. But yeah. I, I do believe in Queensland at the moment um, there is a level of frustration that they've been running campaigns, education campaigns for quite a few years now, yet you know, I think it was your comment there earlier, 90% of interceptions now yeah. are still... So, you know, it's... Um, it's hard for the authorities to try to be polite when there's such a disregard for the fact that there are laws out there that that keep you at a certain weight level. And and again, we've all seen the displays of you know when you put certain weights on caravans at certain points, how dangerous they can be with your sway. So you know, where how with your insurance policy as well? Yeah. So insurance where, policy will make you make it null and void for if you're overweight or unroadworthy, mm. you know, double whammy. So they'll know you pretty quickly if they reckon you're overweight. Yeah. So are we going to be at a point very soon where the enforcement is going to ramp itself up because people aren't listening? Well, Queensland Police have said that, that they're doing a bit of a campaign over the Christmas holidays. Um, I haven't had any feedback um, on that as yet because uh, I haven't been sort of uh, following it too much. I'm saying, hey, listen, you know, you've had enough warnings. If you get caught, tough. Mm. Um, but we, we look at a lot of the weights, etc. Now, 
you go to the caravan shows, and this lady went to the Canberra caravan show that I was talking about earlier. She went there to look for what was new and innovative in caravanning. And it was the same old, same old. The same. The caravan manufacturers are given the same old thing over and over again, slightly different suspensions um, and different different colour and different layout, um, you know, upholstery and, and fittings. But most of it's basically the same. We're, we're looking at a standard pig trailer. Now, pig trailer has been around since the turn of the, the last century, mm. and then Fairhalf invented the, the semi trailer because the pig trailers were so unstable. But what we're doing is we're still giving these pig trailers, uh, the caravan, to the driver who has the least amount of training. So we're getting all this caravan sway and, and that sort of thing. Now, the truckies say, well, okay, give them a, um, they've got to have a truck license to tow a caravan. Well, mate, you, you guys have got truck licenses and, and so have I. Did you do any training on how to load a pig trailer to get your license? You know, no. you, you, you don't, you don't. So it's a, it's a whole different ball game. So along comes red, um, red automotive technologies. Now, this is a, a, a company that you wouldn't believe some of the things that, that they've actually done. Um, now, this is, this is a guy, guy who started, he used to make bits and pieces for the F-111s and work for the Defence Department and so on and so forth. He's gone on his own and he's got a... a, a um, a program there where he sort of um, uh, brings in new engineers and that straight from uni and that sort of stuff. Now, these guys have got no preconception of what something should be. So, Appledine is the name of the parent company. Now, they're based in Adelaide. Now, they, they do such weird things as adaptive suspension for dump trucks and big mining transport trucks. And then they've also invented the sheep using plant, etc., to amuse sheep, a feral cat trap. Right? Now, this feral cat trap, the, 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 the National Parks put it on the, on the side of the track where the cat goes, the, the trap photographs and identifies the cat as being a cat, not a koala or any other animal. At high speed, fires a, a pellet, sticky pellet to the cat, which sticks to its fur. Cat goes off, licks his pellet, which has got poison in it, and it kills the feral cat. Um, just as weird, they've got a push bike, right? They've got a push bike that will ride by itself. <laughs> now there's a there's a, and it'll, it'll go at, at walking pace. That's how slow it'll it'll, it'll go. Is that and it self self balances? No, they wish it would. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it self balances. You know, and there's a remote control to point it in the general direction you want to go. But that's the sort of thing that these guys do. Um, power fold for rear vision mirrors and a console for naval vessels for shock and vibration when there's depth charges and all this sort of stuff. Uh, roller shutter controllers and um, landmine detectors and that type of thing. But mm. so this company said, well, hey, hang on a sec. There's a problem with, with caravans on caravans way. Let's have a look at it. So, mate, if you go onto the website at Red Automotive Technologies, there's a video there um, of a whole new chassis design for caravans. Now, this eliminates caravan sway completely in any condition that you will find on the on the normal roads. So, it, it doesn't just counteract it. Like all the stuff on the market at the moment um, works when sway happens, it activates the brakes and that sort of thing. Mm. This stops caravan sway from actually happening in the first place. 
So it's proactive, not reactive. Mm, that's interesting. Now this hitch, this, this hit, they, they've said, oh, okay, what else can we do with this? So they're looking at a braking, they put a braking system um, into the um, into the van, um, and it's, it's, it's controlled by the hitch. Now, there's a sensor in the hitch that actually tells the caravan how much to brake or how little to brake when it when the car starts braking it automatically um, senses this braking and pulls the van up now if halfway through the braking it says oh i'm, I'm braking a bit too much it'll actually reduce the braking or increase the braking as need be then there's a controller in the in the car which is just bluetooth so you don't need to have electronic um, braking system wired to your car there's a huge cost saving there because the caravan has it all in it there's a bluetooth controller which will show you the amount of braking on a on a, a graph and you can bias the braking from the car to the caravan so if you're in wet conditions you might say oh i want a bit more braking on the caravan than than the car so you can just buy it bias, you know five percent more or ten percent more on the caravan um then because it's not doing the, the there's no sway you don't need your 10% weight on the tow hitch. Mm. So you can get away with 3 to 5% on your on your tow ball. I think a lot of that's just to stop it rattling. Mm. Um, now, yeah. so, so you've got 3 to 5% on your tow ball. So what happens there is you've got less weight on your tow ball. So therefore, you don't need a weight distribution hitch. You don't need your rear suspension upgrades. And, and your GVM upgrades and all this sort of stuff because you're not carrying as much weight on the car. The weight is carried on the caravan. Yeah. So well, you don't I, need I the anti... Yeah, well, your caravan doesn't need the anti-sway technology in it because it's not going to sway. Mm. Yeah. You don't need anti-sway bars. You don't need all this other stuff that, um, that, that comes with um, the standard um, caravan that you see at a caravan park, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, had the, uh, I had the rear suspension upgrade, the Heyman Reese uh, weight distribution tow bar, and the whole yep. uh, Dexa system in the caravan. It's, it's not cheap. By the top, you put all that on. Mm. Mate, you, you take all that stuff out of, of a normal caravan purchase. Um, yeah. And yeah, this 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 hitch the, the hitch mechanism, and that's going to be a little bit more expensive, um, but nowhere near. You know, if you've got all the bells and whistles, etc. Um, and then they're also looking at redesigning the rest of the chassis as well, because by designing it for the caravan and that, yet they can build a stronger chassis, lighter. Yeah. Um, so you've got all these other savings and that there. You know, there's there's other stuff that they they want to do as well. Um, I, which I I've, often, I've, often, I've often wondered why. I've often wondered why. They don't do like a dog trailer set up for the caravan, so you've got a little dolly at the front, actually yeah, at the back. And, well, you know, I've wondered that too myself, Nick. I, I, I think it's probably because of the cost, etc. Um, but yeah. also reversing and that sort of thing as well. Um, I think it's... I've, actually, I've towed this Tow Guardian trailer. I, I went down to Adelaide, I, I thought I've got to have a look at this. Um, went down and, and, and towed it. And they've just got it retrofitted to an old caravan at the moment um, for the first, the very first prototype. So the one in the video is very bulky and, and, and clunky. 
but the I've seen the CAD drawings for the the next model that's coming out, and it's it's pretty streamlined and slicko. It's um, yeah. a lot lot smaller and, and and that, but that'll be fitted to um, new caravans. So we just need the the caravan manufacturers to start saying, hey, we're not going to start treat, keep treating our um, customers like mugs. Um, we're going to actually do something that's that's innovative and you know. Mm. Um, get out there and, and, and try and do something to um, to help the customer and not just treat it like mugs. Well, it's an interesting one, Mike, on that um, dog trailer scenario. Like, yeah. You know, if, you, if you've lived in the, if, in the agricultural world, we've probably all towed, you know, 45-foot comb trailers behind yep. a land cruiser or, you know, but now we've got to say to a 4.5-tonne truck whatever but they do tow better um, but I I would imagine that a lot of standard license holders would struggle to reverse those that type of caravan into a it's it's like everything though I mean if you don't it's practice makes perfect we've got guys that can't back bee doubles mate for god's sake yeah (laughs) you know I mean it's, uh, I, I don't think it's a, it's a good argument to say, oh, yeah, we might have a little bit of difficulty backing it. We won't do it. Yeah. If we save it a tow, it'll be better balanced and more stable, yeah. and you get a better load proportion. But we won't do it because people won't be able yeah. to back it. Well, don't like that argument, mate. Sorry. It's, well, <laughs> there's an argument there, but Ken, have, have you ever backed someone else's caravan into a <coughs> spot in a caravan park? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of them that, that can't back. There's a lot of places that um, the uh, the manager of the caravan park will come and duck it for you or guide you in because uh, they don't want their, their posts and that sort of hit. Yeah. Um, and there's, um, you know, some of them use a caravan mover, but a lot of them now are, are going towards, a, they're asking for drive-through sites. And they're asking for drive-through sites because they don't know how to back it mm. now. So if I, can, if I can see it, I can back it, you know. Yeah. But, um, so I... Um, when we travelled, I, I didn't have to do it for anybody, but I've helped people do it. Um, yeah. My parents that spent quite a number of years on the road, um, that was something Dad found quite hilarious in a lot of situations. That, oh, totally amusing. That he had to back oh. us. You know, when I was a young fella, living in Canberra, it helps. I actually had to hop in a vehicle to back a box trailer up to the pile at the tip. Um, so again, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to have to go shortly. But yeah. I'll just give you one sort of quick, quick story. I was at the Woodgate Caravan Park, the Woodgate Beach Caravan Park in Queensland, and um, I, I went there. And the site that we had was the last one in the in a row, um, and then there was a crossroad. And um, so what I was able to do was was go down, turn down the the, the left hand. Uh, road and then back straight onto the site. And as soon as as soon as we we came in and started looking at the site, the guy across the road gets his chair out and his beer. And he thought, yeah. here's, my, here's my entertainment for the afternoon. That's right. right there and I but I and I backed it straight on. Now the first time ever I've actually backed it first go. You normally see yeah. you know, a little bit of straightening up or something, you know. Yeah. First go. So I'm there I'm sticking my chest out, you know, saying, oh, you know. <laughs> walking around and the guy across the road said jeez he said you were good at that got first go and the, my wife says yeah first time and I thought oh shut up you know <laughs> that's right 
Well, thanks for coming on tonight, and um, that's all right. You know, we'll hopefully put a bit of message out there about some weights and, you know, go and check it out. Go away. Go and find one BP surveys and they will help you through it. But, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a list of mobile scales companies I, I normally post on our Facebook page on the first Wednesday of each month. Um, there's quite a few of them. They're in all states, etc. Um, so that's that's there. So don't be afraid to sort of get on that and have a bit of a look. They don't just do caravans. They do horse floats. They do boats. They do trailers. Uh, they do all sorts of things. A whole lot. Um, you know, but sometimes you need even people are doing up their uh, their hot rod, and um, you know they they weigh them. They'll, they'll actually come to you. Um, so uh, it makes it makes it nice and simple. But, Greg, Mike, you guys have a really great uh, day, and thank you very much for your support of, of what Truck Friendly are doing, yep. and also for road safety in general, guys. You have a really good Christmas. Happy to help Thanks, out. Mate. If you could hold there for just a second, Ken, I'll go to a song, yep. a bit of Tim McGraw. Mike, I like it. You love it. Here we go, eh? Thanks, buddy.
we go. So we're back, everybody, and we've got Mr. Kendall on the line. Uh, oh, yeah, welcome to the show, Craig. Good, yeah, good we, on you, mate. We, Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, that's all right. We gave you a fair bit of intro work there, eh? Yeah, yeah, so we've just had um, we've just had Ken Wilson on the line. We've been talking about some caravan weights and you know, going. Yeah, I'm all for the caravan weights. I, I really, I wouldn't mind checking my weights. Reckon it wouldn't be too bad. So if anyone knows anyone in Western Australia, send it, send it to me. Yeah. Yeah. So go weight. Yeah, I've got one in Western Australia. They'll yeah. do it, but. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've had a chat about that. We've um, must recap. Yogi, how's your truck and height today? Uh, how's my truck and height? I am right up on my truck and height today because I've had to be a little bit crafty and a little bit shifty today. So we're up. I've got a boom lift on and I've got the Manitou over the boom lift and up into the boom lift. So I'm at, I, know I'm, I know I'm under 4.3, but I, but I knew I'd be a little bit crafty going for what I've got to do tomorrow. So right. I do know my truck and horse from Queensland Rails and that. Yeah. Size matters. Size does matter. So anyway, if there's a Queensland Rail in New South Wales, they probably really need to get on board as well and on the road radio because there's been a few bridge strikes in New South mm. Wales. So that might be like a New South Wales rail type thing. There's been a little bit of mayhem going on <laughs> around the train. Did you see that V-double that fell off the train track in Melbourne? Did you see that? Well, he, oh, well, he knew yeah. he struck at height, didn't he? <laughs> no, he struck at height, but i tell you what, I don't think you uh, knew what was happening there. There's a little bit more that's probably going to come out with that, and I'd imagine with the amount of photos on, on mainstream media, that will be investigated. So they, so, so they did a wall to hurt that bloke. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, you can't really say it was sticking off the chalk farm there, and it's not like that. No, no. 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 I, I imagine some soil issues around that one, I, I would imagine. Yes, yes. Well, the word that I've got is he was trying to get around some protesters or something. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, this is just a rumour. I don't know. That this is unconfirmed. Mm-hmm. It is from a single source that I, you know, I've got no way of gauging the quality of the source because I've never got information from this particular person before. But I was, told that, I was told that he was trying to dodge some protesters or something and he ended up around off-route and... Unfortunately, we, we see what we see. Now, I don't know about you, Yogi, Craig. I, I've been in places where I thought to myself, mm, I really shouldn't be here. And that happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. But I really don't understand how you can... Once you combine the I shouldn't be here feeling with an act of stupidity like trying to turn short onto a bridge. On the driver's side, I might add, Oh, I don't know if he was trying to turn around. Oh, the photos that I've seen. Yeah, I don't know if he was actually maybe trying to turn it around. Mm. I don't know about that, but I, I do know one thing. His, uh, his insurance claim will probably be denied. He's off-route. He's done a hell of a bit of infrastructure damage there. That won't be cheap. And someone will be very, very unhappy with that outcome. I'm fairly sure of it. Uh-huh. And, and I mean, we've all we've all done we've all done things and think, gee, I wish I hadn't done that. Um, but it comes down to being a little bit, I don't know, patient, have a little bit of a thought about what you're doing. 
I mean, I know I ended up facing the wrong way in a cul-de-sac in a pocket road train in Western Australia. That wasn't fun. Oh, yeah, my first time I did a pocket road train, I had to back up because I missed the road as well that I was supposed to yeah. Yeah, and you learn real quick what a short nolly does for you. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you how long it took me to get myself out of that situation. Oh, yeah, we don't need to know, but we all know that you've got to know your truck and knife, then you know that gut <laughs> feeling. And if you don't know that gut feeling, yeah, you want to put yourself in a predicament where you need to figure out what that gut feeling is, because you've got to know that gut feeling. Mm. <laughs> you don't just... just don't compound the gut feeling with an act of stupidity. That's all I can say. Righto? Oh, that should be a bumper sticker. I know that uh, I ended up in uh, over in Cheltenham in Melbourne one day with a 4.3 metre tall liner on, looking at a 4.1 metre bridge, and because that's where the GPS had sent me, and I stopped, and of course... Yeah, it's got to happen at 9 o'clock in the morning when the traffic's all there and it's all busy and they've all packed in behind me and... Yeah, you know, it, uh, you, but you're not going through because you're not going under that bridge. It's just not happening. Yeah, and, no, and cars are not really that bright, and I can't understand why you're not going through. Uh, so you've just got to own it. You've just got to own it. Ah, when the highway patrol come up, come in to sort sort of rectify that circumstance. First thing he did, he looked at me and he laughed and he said, oh, you're not having a good morning, are you, lad? I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, similar thing happened to me and Amanda once. And this is pre, you know, GPS and mobile phones. And we were carting paper reels into Adelaide. Me and Amanda were chucking in there. the pretty kids and all that thing. They were picking you up 20 odd years ago. And uh, we're running in there or whatever it was. And uh, I said, I mean, it just didn't jump away. in that Adelaide area there just... Just get me in there. Have a look at the old uh, Melways or what was the Adelaide Ways or whatever the equivalent was. Yeah. Shit, the old map book. She's reading it going, oh, I'll go down here, go down here, turn there, turn there, right, right, right. I said, there's a low bridge there somewhere, Amanda. I'm not too sure. She said, no, no, all good. So, right, she guided me right in. We turn left, turn right, come around. Bloody beautiful. In the road, we've got to turn into the road we want, straight into a 3.3 bridge. Yep. Yep, same deal. Well, I'm not going to back out onto the Port Rush Road. One of these roads are going to back out. Oh, no. Back on the dual lane. Luckily, sort of mid-morning. Yeah. Yeah. Down. It wasn't out of control, but yeah, you're yeah. right. And you turn in, and people looking at you going, "That ain't going to fit a four three four one down there." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. of course, then you get the notorious bridges like in Melbourne, for example, Diamond Road. God knows yeah. how many that claimed, and it still claims them. I don't understand. Yeah. You know, it just I, yeah. I really don't know how people don't know what height they are. You know, even if you're under four point three. Yeah, as to what your actual height of the vehicle is, that you've got to, you've got to understand some basic English and numbers. To be honest, well, there's a bit of that too. Mm. Yeah. Well, you apparently, you're going to do yourself. Yeah. Seems to be a lot of circumstances out there where some professionals need to maybe educate themselves a little bit more to um, well, become what we call professional. Yeah, but on the, on the other side of it, I mean, you look at the situation that um, that I'm in, for example, as a long-distance driver, an interstate driver, when I was running around all over the country, kind of, and you know, he's had the same thing, he still does. Mm-hmm. You go all over the place to all different sorts of places, 
we do the best we can with our maps and all the rest of it. And if you, you know, if you run on oversize, I don't know why you're not running truck whiz. But anyway, the, the the thing is, we're supposed to be able to work all this stuff out. Now we're human. Humans make mistakes. The problem with it is, I think sometimes with some of the engineering, we aren't given an escape route. You know, like so even if you're heading down towards the tunnel and you've got a piece of machinery on your drop deck and it's three inches too tall or something like that, yes, that's wrong. We all agree you should have known and blah, 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 blah. But you haven't got an escape route. Mm. There's nowhere for you to go. It's the same as you run down into, uh, you know, you want to run through Brisbane, for example, on the, uh, on the, on the motorway. Um, and if you're DG, you can't go through the tunnels, right? Yeah. You just can't, you, you're not allowed to do it. If you plack out a load, you can't do it. So, uh, you end up heading towards the Clem 7, for example, and you've got nowhere to go. So you're getting off at the bloody entrance of the bloody hospital. Yeah. You know, we're a load of DG because you've got no choice. Well, Where well, would you rather be? Well, one of the things I find hilarious, Michael is in the last, say, 20 years, yeah. they've built infrastructure yes. with tunnels and shit that yes. is under five metres. Yes. Like, really? Yeah. You know. Well, I, I mean, in that Brisbane infrastructure, like, obviously the, the, the people that, you know, designed that Brisbane infrastructure must have been Italian because they like their spaghetti because that is a spaghetti western oh, food there. Is uh, it oh, my goodness. Oh. Yeah, I, and, I, and I used to know Brisbane like the back of my hand because I was running through there running north of me. Then all of a sudden all these tunnels pop up and you're like, yeah. do I need that tunnel? Which tunnel is that? I want to go to here. But, do I need to get off here? But so you go through there in a car and it's like, it's not like you can just pick the left lane or the centre lane or the right lane for the exit. There's like four exits on four different lanes. Yeah. I don't understand it. Sometimes it does my bloody head and you've only got to look at the amount of bullshit we've had to put up with mm. with this new one that's opened up in Sydney. Yeah. It's actually made the traffic situation worse. Mm. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Of course... No toll on it yet, but that won't, that'll change for sure. <laughs> no, you're going to get a rebate. I've been listening to the podcast. Yeah, no, we're going to get a rebate. We have to be listening. We're going to get a rebate, apparently. I think you might have heard the word rebate as something different there, but... Yeah, we'll get a reaming. That's what happens. I mean, look, why would you want to go up Pennandil's Road? I hate Pennandil's Road with a passion. Right? I do. Yeah, but we've all got Pennandil's Road stories. They let, yeah. let the kids be kids and let them run up Pennandil's Road with a B-double. Turn yeah. the wheels wide, let them, two loads of steel and a stuff truck beside you, let it happen. That's right, let it all happen. And a mud cart are trying to come around you. Come on, I think. That's right. That's right. So, someone's going into the grain receivable at bloody Thornbury there. Go ahead, Pennandil. Go out or go home. It's always funny in the yard. Two loads of set of lights. It's not a Thursday night. <laughs> okay. I, I find it funny, Yogi, though, I was talking about, you know, B-Double screaming around, you know, Penadol's Road and, and the mud carters and that and, and how stressful it was or how close you are to the poles on the left-hand side. But yeah. when, when you're at 3.5 metres trying yeah. to negotiate that, 
and and you yeah it's amazing the people that try to get around you or underneath oh, yeah. over top of you I always, it's like I always swooped up the left hand lane going northbound it was the quickest lane to begin oh there you go so we probably argued in a previous yeah. lifetime so and the term tanker wanker probably comes right into play there <laughs> well you see I didn't have to I didn't have to worry I didn't have to worry about any stuff with the corner of a van Except, except for the bucket or the blade of a dozer peeling through well, the body, your, your, um, your tanker, your wanker. There's, there's that, there's that, there's that. I'll tell you what you did have to watch out for. You did have to watch out hitting, hitting buddy street signs with your left-hand mirror. You can do that pretty easy. Oh, well, I always just sat in the centre lane because I was responsible. Yeah, well, I did so I could go hard and then I was in the right lane. But anyway, all good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you're right there, Craig. You, you were sort of talking about the heights there at five metres. Now, Western Australia have built a couple of flyovers, and they're getting tall here at the moment. They're building a couple of flyovers. They're taking out a couple of lights. We're actually trying to evolve between, you know, sort of taking half an hour to get everywhere in Perth for maybe 25 minutes. It's got yeah. us millions out here in the West, but we're getting there, right? But they never put the height of the bridge they've just built in Western Australia on. Mm. There's no signs in Western yep. Australia. And for a brief moment, you think, oh, should I be here? Oh, no, I'm only five metres. It should be fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't, don't understand that. All the, the billions of dollars it costs to make a bridge, you can't put this bridge is 5.3 or mm. this bridge is 5.8. Well, this bridge is 4.3, you know. It, Maybe they need to follow Queensland Rail. They yeah, need to know their bridge height out there in, in, here in Western Australia. Yeah. It's one of those funny things, you know. We're building um, freeways or whatever through tollways through capital cities now that we're so disruptive in our roadworks because we're trying to change our two lanes to three. But there's room there to build a three. That, like, where was the the foresight to do that to start with. It's the same as tunnels, bridges, whatever. We've had this infrastructure thing for 125 billion years because that's how we talk in government. Mm -hmm. The height the height of a tunnel should be no more than 4.4. And and yeah. now we've actually got a government like government bodies and business I, I don't get this that are now talking about we should just increase the height of our semi-trailers to 4.6. And make them general access. What like, could possibly go wrong? Why, why, are we, why are we listening when, when contemplating 4.6 and 20 metres when we're not allowed 2.6 and a wide bunk? <laughs> well, you, I, don't, don't, don't. Why are we going high? <laughs> no one, no one sits there and goes, geez, I wouldn't mind being higher in my truck. I wouldn't mind having a bit more room to get up in the morning. I wouldn't uh, mind having a wider bunch of sleeping. That's what I want. But to look yeah, at this is from the this is from the bloke that owns a bloody low line not a yeah, low line lover. Every day with hashtag with low line with lovers. It. All day, every day. With a two foot wide bed on it. Yeah. Right, because I'm only a one and a half foot wide boat. So I'll do it in a row. 
But we can, look at, we can look at every combination and say, all right, go to, go to 27 metres and check out the swept paths and that. Like, what's the biggest thing you're going to do? You might run over a signpost or wipe out a car or something in a corner. Or be 40, 14 centimetres too long. Yeah. But... Yeah. You know, I think when we look at... He did, he did, he did listen, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that is terrible. But the argument to go to 4.6 high, yeah. I think some people have got to drive something more than their Camrys around to understand that there's a lot of shit around there that's not 4.6 high. Well, it's, but it's not only that. It's power lines, it's bloody tree branches. It's There's plenty of shit to hit. We all know that. Bad enough when you're telling a 4.3 thought lighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, I'll run wide across Australia. I'll run heavy, you know, on extra mass across Australia. As soon as you go to five metres high, every town becomes a problem. Oh, and yeah. I know I can go five in the east. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on a general cassette, the five and five cassette, which should be 5.2 NHBR if you're listening. 5.3 wide or 5.3 wide. It should be not five metres wide. But you come out of Brisbane, heading south. You can't go five metres and stick on a major route. Like, if you go on west, you can. That's all right. Five metres. Five metres. You pick up at the auctions in um, in Hamilton, pick a bar, whatever. There you go. Five metres. Where you go. You head west. All cool. But you cannot head south. Because they, yeah. they built this tunnel not that long ago. Yeah. 4.4 high. Yeah. Right. Which one's that? The one on the Gold Coast, there? Yeah, the airport tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Like you make yeah. thing. Well, I mean, you dig an hole, you might as well dig another half a metre. You gotta, you gotta, uh, gotta run around it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things, though. If if you talk about that, that's fine. Everyone runs in there every day, run of the middle truck. Um, but if you've at least running a 4.6 high torque liner, um, you you have to have a permit. So you have to yeah. have some kind of acknowledgement that you're a little bit higher than the than the general route. And again, ten percent under your loading is that still a thing? The what? You got to load ten percent under your total. Oh. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not sure, yeah, I'm not sure on that one anymore. But, yeah. you know, again, Mike, at, in these instances where there's a tunnel and there's an, a probability that someone might be over height, why is there not a turning bay right in front of that tunnel? Well, that's what I'm saying, mate. We don't have an escape route. Yeah, so you go through, so, the, through the, all the indicators and go, hey, buddy, you're over height. And the only yep. option, the only option from there is to back stop. out. Back it out and stop. end up on the Channel 7 News. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. And uh, see, this is where I find it fundamentally wrong. If you've got someone who makes a genuine mistake, and you can sit there and plan your route all your life, right? Mm. And genuinely believe you're correct. And if you make a mistake, on New South Wales now, I buddy deregistered trucks for it. Now, I'm, I am not saying there aren't a certain cohort of people that need to be throat-punched for some of the mistakes they make. A cohort you know? and throat-punched, wow. That's when they have. Between thumb, I'm allowed to do this on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, that's the rules. You made the rules, I'm only following them. But right. All I said was you can't have two songs from the same artist. That's all I said. Was that ever a rule, Yogi? Was that a rule? 
when did that come in? Well, it won't happen on the road radio. The other, other Saturday night, we played Van Halen 40 times over. Yeah, exactly. No way. Yeah, it is. I thought I was coming home from the party listening, and I'm like, is this Van Halen again? Or the equivalent. Wow. I don't know. Megadeth or Metallica. <laughs> I don't know, Van Halen. They all sounded the same. <laughs> uh, hey, anyway, anyway, short story. I've been, I've been diverted to that because I've been diverted straight to straw man and he's bugging me up. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I don't think that people that genuinely make a mistake yeah. deserve to be crucified to the level that they are being crucified. Some mm. of them, and and this is a problem. We don't acknowledge that there are humans operating this equipment. Humans do sometimes make mistakes. But if you give a human that's a reasonable person an opportunity to escape, take a choice that's going to allow them to escape from a bad situation to, uh, what do they call it, uh, uh, perfect planning for piss-poor performance or something like that. Mm. I mean, at sometimes performance is piss-poor. We've only got to look at what happens on a football field to know that. Mm. Some of the best players in the game can sometimes have a shocker, right? So, and you look at the stats and go, we had a shocker today. Yeah. But when we have a shocker, we get a multi-thousand dollar fine. Mm. It's not fair. But we had a mistake, right? we take it. What about, say for argument's sake, right? Say we love Wednesday night. And say for argument's sake. Yeah. The people that built these roads and enforce these rules, if we had a smooth run through these roads... Mm. They shouldn't get fined. As soon as we stop and the infrastructure's wrong, they yeah. should get fined. How about well, that? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, mate. The roughest bit of road in this country is right out the front of the chicken stations at Maroon. Oh, you haven't been very I far. Know. And then I do you for having your strap flute. That's right. Hey, I've just had a plate go past me. I'm not even joking about this. It is the ute. Go on a trailer. Right? It's just a dog trailer. Yeah, that can happen. Mm. Little dog trailer. Okay, that can happen. Yep. No drama, as long as the G turns here and the air's there, all supplies, that can happen. Not a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I know. Going down the road beautifully. But anyway, that's, we were just talking about it before, you know, it was Jesse designed for caravan. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, righto, 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 righto. So, yeah. anyway, I'll that's, that's... I've been unloading and reloading and supporting the local economy, going to the tyre joint again. Oh, yeah? Oh, <laughs> the tie joint. Calendar the tie joint. Just getting yeah. another tie done. So, oh, right, eh? I thought you said tie. I thought you were talking about tie food there for a second. Which would oh, no, nah, we're not at dinner time yet. Well, it is quarter to six here in the West, and whatever it is over there, the sun's just going down at 10 o'clock at night for you lot. Quarter right. to nine. So you're quarter replacing tyres, Yogi. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, Craig. Yeah. What did you do? Nothing, they wear out. They're black and round, and they wear out. So I've got to replace them. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how we can do that one, eh? Like, you know. I had a right, eh? Now, for you, like that, you know, have trailer tires and you can't low freight and high freight and ugly freight and heavy freight and not freight and run empty. I had one tire when I pulled up in certain places looked really bad. What worn out? Go right across one spot, and then when I pull up again, the top of the tire. Beautiful tread on it. Get mm. up again. See that tire doesn't look so good. Pull up again. See that tire looks alright. No, that's again. on the float. So, yeah, on the float. On the Are center they... axle on the float. Oh. So I reckon I might have shocky, yeah, a shocky yeah. on the way out. So they're tiny, tiny tires or? 
Uh, yeah, uh, 19.5. Yeah. Two, uh, yeah. Six, five, you get them like that. You know, sometimes I've found particularly on um, on the on the floats with a big spread. Yep. That, it yeah. doesn't make any sense over there for you lot having that 13 one spread. I never understand that. I can get 27 tonne on the tricycle. On a 10 one spread here in the west, but I can't get it in the east because I haven't got yeah. 13 one. But that, but that biggest spread, the centre, yeah, your middle axle there seemed to um, always, yeah, attract, attract bigger tyre. And I can't even pinpoint it. I used to have it, trouble with that on um, on triaxle trailers. That you know, you'd have that middle. Um, Middle axles and it and it'd throw a tyre somewhere. Just you couldn't never work it out. Made no sense. But yeah, the only thing the only thing I could could actually ever put it down to was shit tyres and or, well, or a bodgy we had a, in amongst them. So. We had a notification the other day. Um, we use uh, we use without with well anyone knows what I work for. We use Bridgestone for our tyres, right, for the trucks. Mm-hmm. The boss said the other day, a bit of a general notification to everyone, please, when you go to Bridgestone, don't let them put Firestone tyres on the truck. Put the Bridgestones on, we know they're a little bit dearer. We'd prefer to pay that, the Firestones are just too bloody soft. Mm. Right? They're wearing them out too much. So for the first time in my life, I've ever heard a trucking operator say, we've got to go for the more expensive choice because it's better... The wear. Mm. So there you go. Tire, gentlemen. Gentlemen, it comes down to stint or tire. Mm. That's right. So uh, I think it's something you do need to think about, particularly when you. I was talking to Murray Gray when I interviewed him a few years ago, and he buys his tires by the container load. Yeah. Um, that's just incredible when you think about it. Yeah, well, he's got uh, a lot of tires on the ground. They do have a lot of tires on the ground. That's Murray Road LG. Which is now a publicly listed company. He was a privately owned one when I when I interviewed him. Yeah, which is but, uh, seven million liters of diesel a uh, month or something. I'll burn. Yeah, 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 it's crazy, isn't it? So I run, I run double coin on the drive hour. It'll be one loving cannot bolt four hundred and fifty, four hundred and sixty bucks a tire, roughly. Yeah, I have I have run two hundred dollar tires on there for a trial. Um, they went 100,000 k's. Me double coins. The last that I pulled off, I got probably 250,000 out of them. Wow. Running balancing rings, running yeah. 96 in the drive is what I run in the drive. Yeah, well, I've just changed the steer tyres on this Western Star uh, at uh, 350,000 kilometres. Oh, here, right? It's the second cool. set of steer tyres on this car, on this truck. Um, but this has got balance rings on it. The, the steer tyres, the last set of steer tyres actually did 170,000. Mm. That's pretty good for steer tyres. It's not too bad. Bridgestone R150s. Mm. So, what sort of balance yeah. rings were they, Michael? They'd be Atlas balance rings, Atlas they would be, mate. Balance rings. So, you, you'd say so you put Atlas balance rings on, you'll get $300,000 out of steer tyres. $300,000. No, I didn't say. No, no, I said this, this truck's done 357,000 kilometres. Right. Right? So, it was. From new, mm-hmm. the last the last set of steer tires did a bit over one hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, when they put them on, they put the the balance rings on. Yeah, it didn't have right. So that'll tell you just in that um, 
potentially what you can get, you know? Yeah. But the other, part about, the other part about it is that I'm sitting here driving it now, it's running down the road, it's just beautiful. It drives like it's on rails, at a water too, because it's only done 357,000 k's. But yeah, now, ironically, on the Hume Highway, most of it is rails in the concrete. You just <laughs> oh, that's come on. Oh, ironically enough, it's almost like you're driving through Adelaide on them bumpers. Because you've got oh, mate. So they should have cables over top of it and a few things up there to just hook into there. Oh, yeah, a couple of county folk hanging off the back doing dodging cars. Mm. That's what happened. That's what should happen. Rubbing his racing down the hill. That's what should be. Mm. Tell you what, it's been been great out here today. I've had a a, uh, great time out here on the hill today. Mate, now it's dark. All the lights on. Now, gentlemen, we're rolling. We're rolling into Christmas time. Is it quiet? No, it's flat out. It's flat out on the air, mate. Absolutely crazy. Is it? It's gotten a little bit busy, but we're, you know, there's a, there's a lot of cars around at the moment. And I'd, we've just had all sorts of variety of car drivers today. The one that's cautious, the one that's not cautious, the one yeah. that's got no idea what a flashing light and oversized load ahead means. Yeah. The ones that are too cautious and they stop and then the three behind it go, why is this car stopping? We'll go around that car. And then they yeah. realise there's a four metre wide load on their front door. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realised what was that pilot car in front doing? I don't know. So pay attention, people. I know we all talk about this time of year that you're all relaxed and you're all chilled and you want to have a, a smoke ham down the coast and you do all these things, but just pay attention. Mm. Yeah, it is silly season. Uh, uh, I'll come and flog you. Every single one of you. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> what's Look up? Big I've words from the I've bed. I've seen that on Twitter. How was that thing on Twitter the other day? It was something about, oh, a boxer. Oh, that boxer couldn't box his way out of a white paper bag and the boxer come around and punched him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, all was skit. I'm in reference, but it was like, yeah, our people will say something. And then when they get challenged it online, they back down. <laughs> I, must, I must get on this Twitter thing because there seems to be a lot of activity there. Oh, well, it's X now. I keep well, I'm truly unaware of. It's just for the going up to the group here, Craig. Just leave it alone, okay, mate? That's all right. Yeah. 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 I can leave that to you, old people. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. <laughs> I'm actually feeling a bit old at the moment. I've got a bit of a beard going on here, and it's grey. Grey beard? Yeah, yeah, a bit of a grey beard, and I don't like it. I didn't like it in November, and I tried, and I definitely don't like it in December when I'm feeling all feral and and washed out. Old people. So So in 10 minutes' time, I'll wander inside and unload my bag of clothes. Have a shower and eat, sleep, rave, repeat. Go and have a shave. Cut all your old, old man hair off. So you, yeah. are you done now for Christmas or what are you doing, Yogi? Yeah. I am done now till 3.30 in the morning. Oh, OK. So you've got to do a bit more yet. <laughs> now I've got another two days yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and maybe one Saturday morning, not confirmed. And then, yeah, we're going to have a green total of uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. And then I'm going to launch myself into the east. Where I'm going. So, You're coming over. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Brandon needs a bit of help to run the sled back, so I'll put my hand up for it. I'm going to take a big sled back for him. So, yeah. So we may yeah, run out of hours in, in the studio here together, Yogi. 
is we, we cannot year. confirm or deny, but it may or may not happen in not even be New Year's Eve, actually. <laughs> but yeah. I'll be launching over there for uh where am I going? Narringbar. Where's that? Narringbar? 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 Somewhere somewhere over here. But somewhere. The rang bar, you mean? Narangbar, Breeze Vegas. Yeah, it's on the north side. Up here. Oh, so I've got to go through the spaghetti western. Yeah, you do. You'll have to get out of here. You'll have to go over the... Uh, over the I'm going straight through the middle of... I'm going straight through the middle of the... Oh, no. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? I'm going to go around past the Breakfast Creek Hotel, is it? Good luck with that. The Bricky. I'm going to run around there. Bricky Creek Hotel. Yeah, I'm going to go past there and lay on... Well, give everyone a toot hanging out the pub on Saturday sure. night. I'll pull up a couple over the wood and then get mm-hmm. going in the morning. We'll go there. Been to the Bricky Creek Hotel before. <laughs> no, uh, one or two uh, schooners there. One yeah, I'll just throw, throw the bonnet over out the front. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cheer me right. Right, I'm, right, I'm broke a dad, officer. Mm. Sorry, I'm not loose at the wheel. That's yeah. Better yeah. so, not loose behind the wheel for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never tighten. And then it'll always lose up. And then again, hold up. It's right now. It's, it's a pretty loose unit. It's a pretty loose unit. Uh, Which one? Feels like a bit of a loose unit at the moment. Me, not loose at the wheel. Yeah. Oh, I feel a rather large state. Running in the wind all day today. Anyone that knows Western Australia knows it just blows easterlies at this time of the year. So, or they call them beastlies over here. Beastlies. Yeah, it's windy and all day. Yeah. Just been blowing a go. Everywhere I've been, it's just making me. Well, on the eastern yeah. states, we've had these. Yeah, we've had some major flooding. Is on the on the top end. We've had some bushfires down south, and the Pilig has burnt 110,000 hectares. That's pretty major. Wow. Yeah, and, and no one will ever see where it burnt because there's something in the Pilliga. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, for us, um, this will be our. Probably our last broadcast from the, the Evans Head Studio for this year. We'll be in Brisbane on um, Saturday night. We are running the show Saturday night. I think we were talking about a Christmas party. Right? We'll be doing a party. We'll be in Brisbane. Well, me and Blondie yeah. be in Brisbane. We'll be, I'll be at work. We'll be at, who will be at work? I will be. Oh, well, someone's oh, got to so run. you're out. Someone's got to run well, the country. Saturday night, mate, I'll be in the truck. I've got one more to do. I've got to, I've got to get back to Sydney tomorrow, aren't I? And then swoop back down to Melbourne, grab another one. There he goes. Yeah. yeah. I'll be around. The, the how many uh, how many trucking magazines have got editors that actually drive trucks? I wonder. One. Oh. Or eleven. Eleven. I don't know. Is, is that rhetorical? What is it? How many is it? Mike? What is it? Rhetorical. Just one. Us. Yeah. Right. So we do uh, that. Dust. I'm going for a steer. What about Dave in New Zealand? He, he's, he's, he's over there. No, Dave, no, he doesn't drive. He doesn't. I mean, Dave still does drive. He does those. He does those crazy retro tests. Here's the thing to do if you want to. You've got a got a, a little while to spend and you want to watch some old trucks. Look up retro test one, two, three, or four, and you'll just have a laugh. Dave McCoy, our old mate, Captain Chaos. <laughs> They're just they're just crazy, and it's some of the some of their fascinista ideas. I mean, oh I man, the idea of it! But my goodness, they just they look stunning, stunning, yeah, no, amazing. Stunning. The fact is on the field. Dave, oh. 
they, they get right into it, mate. So they, what they do is they take an old truck. Retro Test 4 is uh, Rocky the W model. That's the one that I couldn't change gear in while we were over there. Uh, you remember? The floating W model. That's the one that I floated the gears and... Anyway, long story. But that truck was Dave's wedding truck, right? It was used for his wedding. And... Uh, Owned by Solly's. Ed Solly owns the truck from Solly's in in uh, New Zealand. What a very very cool dude uh, with a very very dry sense of humour. And uh, and he uh, <laughs> he uh, New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. Oh man, talk about funny. And and uh, so they do the test on this truck and they test it like a road test on a new truck. It's just it's just hilarious. You've got to see it. Google it, Metro Test 1, 2, 3 or 4. Blue Superliner's number 3, I think. That was pretty um, good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, no, just a lot of fun. Bit of irreverent fun driving a truck. Some great scenery, some great videography. A lot of fun. Oh, do you know what I might do? Well, I might retro test the 95 model 900 over Christmas and New Year. Mm. I might just yeah. saddle it up and drive it across the paddock or something. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Oh, it'd be good if I could pretend like I was in the mid 90s. Yeah, Because yeah. that, to me, was the golden era of trucking. So, what are you going to wear? Stubby, stolen, and a blue singlet? No, no. I'm going to dress like a truck driver. Like it. Stubby songs and a blue singlet? Who really ever does wear stubby shorts? I mean, really. I used to wear stubbies back in the day. Yeah, Yeah, so I probably didn't do it in the 80s. Well, you know, I'm doing it in the 90s. And that was probably the year where we're glad that no one had cameras on their phones. Video cameras on their phones. Terry Cowling had. Oh, I've like a, like a bucket of hat. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, I'm there. Thank you for And it was it was very, 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 very cool because you and I remember loading steel at the hour. It'd be gone. Jeez, I wonder, I wonder how you got your turned up the load steel at the time. I'm in mine. And I got me full stupid. You ain't know that up here, brother. I went, sweet. I mean, no worries to get back into shorts and a shirt. But yeah. it's like guy rolled up and put all the stupid stuff on. Yeah. Probably changed now. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you, you kick the end of an eye beam and split the end of your big toe open, you don't do it twice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So maybe we should work on Is that because you've got no big toe left? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so much, mate. You might do a little bit. The language gets a little bit gullible. Anyway, I suppose that's it. We should wrap it up. We've, we've come up to the top of the hour now. and uh, We are. We might go to the news. We've had a good night. We've had yeah. some great conversations here with Ken and anyone out there, whether you're driving a truck or a caravan or a car, look up truckfriendly.com.au. You may just learn something, so, you know. You will learn something. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. So. The, life, the life you say may be your own. Yeah, and, and we're all there trying to share the road together. So, yeah, don't think you're so big that you're the only one out there. There's um, everyone's out there to share it. We've got, we've Referencing got uh, Yogi's current thing, what does it make you? All need space or whatever it is that you've been doing. Oh, yeah, we all need space out on the road to stay safe. Mm. And me, we all need space. That's it. Are you trucking high? So, yeah, we might go to the news and. Um, 
We'll be back on Saturday night. I'll be in Brisbane. We're going to set up a mobile studio up there. Uh, Blondie's got us a lovely little beam, uh, Airbnb up there, so that's where yep. we'll be. And, and trying to enjoy a, a bit of the Christmas break. So Christmas show. Christmas There'll show. Be giveaway. There, there will be a giveaway too. And yeah, Mike, we're giving you away. Have we told you this uh, yet yeah. or not? So. Uh, Used to be, yeah, yeah, right. Make, probably make Rose happy though. That we're giving you away. Probably, yeah. yeah well, we could well imagine that's probably true. Smelly trees here. I bought forty of them. Mm. Did you? Yeah. Cool. Right. So anyway, we'll be we will be on air on Saturday night, um, live from Las Vegas, and we're going to yeah. have a few people on who've been part of the show through the year, and. Um, Hopefully it'll be a happy, happy day, say eh, Michael. Okay. Right, we'll play the. Music. Up. We'll be. Um